station. This is MRO Systems on Insight Ops. At this time, we can confirm that MRO DSN expand lost the signal due to MRO relative flu as expected. EDLCOM, MRO phase lead on Insight Ops. At this time, the Electra Open Loop recording sequence should be loaded at this time. Thank you, MRO.
All stations, this is uh, DDL Phase Lead on Inside Cord. I uh, wanted to point out that you may have noticed that our verification calls based on X-band data are lagging several minutes behind the procedure, and this, this is expected. This is a delay that we were expecting. When we switch to UHF, we expect the delay to disappear, but just as a heads up. stations of systems, we can confirm we are entry minus 20 minutes. EDL NAV 2 has been initiated. The star tracker has been powered off. EDL Con, Marco Con, Marco Bravo has slewed to EDL bent pipe mode. Okay. Uh, Marco, clarify. Slew to inertial or started bent pipe? Slew to appropriate attitude for bent pipe. Bent pipe mode will be entered shortly. Okay. Thank you very much.
com, Marco com. Marco B has entered bent pipe mode. Marco Alpha has completed its salute to inertial attitude. Thank you, Marco. EDLCOM, MRO Electra, and Insight Ops. At this time, we expect that the output loop recording has started. Thank you, MRO. Inside systems, EDL comma. Go ahead. On inside court. At this time, MRO has, will have loaded their electro sequences. Uh, Marco is expecting carrier lock uh, at any time. Marco B is reported there in bent pipe. Um, still waiting on A. Copy that. Thank you. Radio Science report, UHF carrier detected. EDLCOM, Marco Bravo, Marco Alpha is in bent pipe mode. Marco Bravo has locked on the carrier. Marco Alpha has also locked on carrier. Systems ACE on inside cord. As expected, the DSN has LOS for inside expand. Copy that. Thank you.
Alstation InSight Systems on InSight Court. DSN has lost the X-band signal from InSight, indicated expected cruise stage separation. Standing by for UHF signal acquisition via Marco or Radio Science. We are about five minutes from entry and have confirmation we've lost the X-band signal from InSight. This was expected because we have transitioned from the antenna on the cruise stage to the UHF antenna on board the spacecraft. Ground stations have detected the UHF signal and Marco has locked on the signal. This confirms that InSight is transmitting UHF signals as expected. InSight telemetry through the Marco relay is not expected until about two minutes before entry. The vehicle has also performed the turn to entry maneuver. The vehicle is turning away from a sun pointing attitude and oriented itself to enter the Martian atmosphere. I'm David Curley in Washington. Good afternoon. We are getting ready for a little bit of history a long way away from Earth on the planet Mars. NASA preparing to land its latest vehicle headed toward Mars. It's in its final descent 
toward the planet. And we have coverage for you all afternoon, live from NASA at the JPL, and also from the planetarium in New York to give you a sense of how the world is watching this mission. This is a probe that's gonna tell us about what is inside of Mars. And it's going to be a very exciting few minutes as it goes from space through the atmosphere and onto the surface. My colleague Clayton Santel is at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory out in California. Clayton, I can tell that the excitement is building out there already. Yeah, David, they have been very, very excited. Uh, in fact, when we talk to some of the project managers and some of the project folks, they are, uh, it, they're almost speechless in, in how excited they are, but they are also uh, pretty nervous because the, if you look at the history of Mars exploration, especially when it comes to Russia, they have not had good luck. Uh, in fact, only about 40% of all missions to Mars have actually succeeded. The rest have failed, but, uh, uh, I want to just turn here and show you, right behind me here is a mock-up of the Mars InSight lander. Um, it's uh, about the size of a large SUV and took off, the real one took off back in May uh, from Vandenberg Air Force Base here in California. Uh, it has now traveled about 300 million miles and uh, if all goes according to plan, uh, we'll touch down here uh, really in the next uh, few minutes. And we've started to get some updates uh, from Mission Control. This um, seven minutes of terror that you may have heard about that uh, uh, basically, this craft, uh, because of the communication delay from Mars to Earth, there is no, as one uh, scientist put it, there is no live joysticking this mission. You can't control it in real time. It all has to be automated. It all has to be on autopilot. And so that is what's happening now. And in just the last few minutes, uh, we have started basically to get into that uh, seven minutes to terror. The cruise stage has now separated from the lander, uh, and and the lander will then begin this uh, this turn toward. They, they want to orient it properly so that the heat shield is facing forward. Obviously, uh, it is going to be facing some huge, uh, really really high temperatures, almost 3,000 degrees, which can melt steel. So they have to orient it properly, and then this whole sequence of events is starting to unfold now, where the heat, the back uh, of the lander will separate. Uh, the heat shield will eventually separate, a parachute will come out, retro rockets will fire, and it will slow that lander from a speed of 12,000 uh, miles per hour, more than 12,000 miles per hour, to five miles per hour in just about six and a half, seven minutes. Hence the term seven minutes of terror. I'd actually call it seven minutes of blackout because um, they won't know what's going on. It won't be able to transmit. Clayton, we'll be back know. with you in just a second. So a lot of folks watching around the world as we are here at ABC News. And our Maggie Rooley is in New York at the planetarium where she can tell us what the situation is like there. David, Maggie? there are more than 100 people here right now at the Museum of Natural History in New York City waiting for this landing. And what I love is that there have just been people milling about all day. If you can see some of them, you know, the crowd goes all the way in here. Um, it's packed people to people deep. And uh, what I love is that many of them are sitting in chairs. And David, they're so into this that I was actually trying to chat with some people earlier. and. Some Someone shushed me. They told me to stop talking because they're really listening uh, to what is happening on that screen. Now, earlier we heard from a meteorite expert. We also heard from a visual artist expert. And now they're live streaming uh, NASA right behind me here. So it's definitely 
exciting, but I have to say I'm kind of blown away by how people are so closely paying attention to what's happening. Again, actually shushing me because they wanted to focus on what was going on behind them. So right now it's still kind of a waiting game. Everyone is really wrapped by what's happening on their screen, waiting to find out what's going to happen with this Mars lander. And heck, David, I'm waiting with them. We're super excited. It is very exciting. Maggie, thank you very much. We'll get back to you. We hope to see a picture from this lander if it successfully lands and is able to send back a picture. We'll talk about some of the science and what we hope to gain from this probe in just a little bit. But let's listen in to a little bit of this tension that's going on at NASA now as they wait to find out whether this long-term project comes out successfully. Peak deceleration. The next big step is parachute inflation. And you can see that on our timeline on the bottom of the screen. The next event is parachute deploy. Insight is now traveling at 1,000 meters per second. Oh, very close. Once Insight slows to about 400 meters per second, it will deploy its 12-meter diameter supersonic parachute. The parachute will deploy nominally at about Mach 1.7. Standing by for parachute deploy. So you're hearing these steps and it's really exciting. What we've seen already happen is that basically the vehicle turned so it could come through the atmosphere. It has to do that at an angle, as Clayton was explaining earlier. And then the par that actually slows it down significantly as it gets into the atmosphere. They're very happy they have parachute deploy. And now uh, two really exciting things, Clayton, let's talk about this. They're going to jettison the heat shield and then basically jettison the parachutes and then we get to see some rockets or hear some rockets supposedly. Yeah, that's right. They have to uh, use explosive charges to basically blow away the heat shield. Uh, they'll use charges to get rid of the parachute as well. And and the lander will actually have to maneuver so that it doesn't land on the heat shield and uh, so the parachute doesn't land on the lander. Um, so there's a couple of things that'll that'll happen in that uh, process. Um, as the parachute has, has now come out and then we're now hearing that the radar is uh, now activated, which is a good sign. That means that the lander is now uh, sensing its its speed and uh, distance for the right from place the to ground land. and adjusting. Right, exactly, trying to find the right place to land. And we can talk a little bit more about the landing zone in a bit, but it wants to be in an area that is free of rocks, free of, uh, you know, too, too steep a, an incline. And so they've worked very hard to try and figure out a very flat, very boring place to land. That's where they want to be. Yeah, but we have very good movement so far. We've had the good signs that it actually turned itself, came through the atmosphere correctly, slowed itself down, the parachutes deployed, that worked correctly. The question is, there they're excited again. Was that the heat shield that we just had uh, jettisoned? Was that the heat shield? Lander separation. So, lander so that's the lander actually. Altitude 600 meters. Gravity turn. Yeah, so it's very close to landing on Mars. Yes. Let's listen into these final seconds. 300 meters. 200 meters, 80 meters, 60 meters, 50 meters, constant velocity, 37 meters, 30 meters, 
20 meters, 17 meters, standing by for touchdown. They're standing by for touchdown. Radar is locked on the ground. Parachutes went away. Standing by for lander separation. Touchdown confirmed. You're behind. Touchdown. <laughs> There you have it. You saw the high fives at JPL, the applause also at the Planetarium in New York. Insight is on Mars. This never gets old. No, it doesn't, Rob. Clayton, we're going to have several minutes now with the successful landing that we can talk a little bit about some of the science here and what this little vehicle is going to do. There's actually quite a bit to talk about here. I actually have to say before we go on, I love some of the choreographed high fives and elbowing there. That was quite fun with the JPL engineers <laughs> in Pasadena. So Clayton, uh, this is fantastic. It's a bit We've like landed. Super Bowl. Yeah, for them it is a Super Bowl. We have landed this probe on Mars, that is a huge feat in itself, six months in, in, uh, on its space travel to get there. Now comes the work of why we sent it there, which is to learn more about what's inside Mars. Explain a little bit. Yeah, that's right. So the hard part is over. They've landed on Mars, and now uh, it's time for the science. And one of the reasons they want to study Mars, you know, we've sent missions to Mars before to study uh, the surface of Mars, to study the atmosphere, but we've never really looked inside Mars. And one of the reasons scientists want to do this is because uh, back uh, 4.5, 4.5 billion years ago, Earth and Mars were very similar. Their atmospheres, they both had atmospheres, uh, liquid water, they were, they were very similar. But somewhere along the line, uh, about a billion years into Mars life, it, it changed dramatically. And they want to figure out why. So this is actually the first probe that will look inside the planet. And I'm going to actually have the camera zoom in here a little bit. You can see uh, two of the instruments that are going to be deployed here on the surface of Mars. The first one that kind of looks like that octagonal or hexagon uh, box, that is a seismometer. And what they're going to use that for is to measure Mars quakes and, and vibrations from things like uh, meteor strikes. And that will help paint uh, a picture of the interior of Mars uh, to um, uh, to basically tell them how the planet formed and, and it's you know, it's almost like a, a, a time capsule, really, because Mars stopped changing uh, about a billion years into its life, and they want to look back and see if there are any, uh, uh, anything they can learn about how Earth formed back in that time. And then also, there's another experiment here, the heat experiment. Uh, that is going to, to measure the amount of heat coming out of the core. And again, all of this is to basically paint a picture of the interior of Mars and uh, try and figure out how Mars was formed, how Earth was formed. And it's also going to be um, helpful, they tell us, in looking for uh, habitable planets outside of our solar system as well. All of the science is, is building up to that as well. Still celebrating their JPL, and also we saw some shots from, uh, it looked like it was New York City, maybe Times Square, where they're watching up on the big Good Morning America uh, banner wall there in Times Square. Maggie Ruley's at the Planetarium in New York. Uh, we saw a lot of jumping and screaming there, Maggie. They were very happy. 
<laughs> a lot of jumping and screaming. This is exactly what everybody wanted to see. Again, uh, during those seven minutes of terror, I was actually shocked. You could hear a pin drop in here. This place was absolutely silent. You can see there's, you know, well over 100 people here. But as we were waiting to find out what happened, no one spoke a word. Everyone was just wrapped in waiting to see what was going to happen on screen. But the second that we did find out that all was okay and you saw um, everyone high-fiving over at NASA, everyone here did the same thing. Uh, they were applauding and very excited. So certainly quite a few excited people. Many of them have been here for over an hour. I have a friend over here, Ben, right? Uh, yeah. Hey, Ben, I'll come down with you. You've been you've been sitting for quite some time, yeah, waiting for this moment. Right. Was it as exciting as you thought it was going it to was, be? Yeah. Was it? Yeah, it was. It was great. <laughs> what did you think in those minutes when we didn't know what was going to happen? Uh, a lot of tension. You could just see it in people's faces on, on the screen there. And like yeah. you don't know like how much they have riding on, how much time they put in. And it's just, you know, it's just like, oh, no. You know, uh, you don't know what the success rate's going to be, and just like watching it, it's just like, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's comedy. Everyone, everyone was so silent in here when it happened, and then yeah. when we saw that it was a success, though, I loved that jump of energy. Yeah, yeah. it was wonderful. Yeah. What brought you out here today? Why wait here for so? So I've wanted to come to Hayden Planetary for a long time, actually from Canada up north. So we were actually in New York just exploring. It's flight tonight, so I had to come here right before. You spent your last day in the United States of America <laughs> here cheering on yeah, NASA. Ben, good yeah. for you. All right, well, enjoy the rest of the show. Thanks, we'll give a high five like they yeah. do at NASA. Right, sending a high five back to you as well, David. All right, David, see you around. Thank you, Maggie. Thank you very much. Uh, we are seeing right now uh, the first picture from InSight, apparently transmitted already back of it on the surface of Mars. Uh, I saw a round of applause from uh, the folks at JPL. Looks like a couple of the engineers are actually trying to figure out exactly where they landed. Um, Boy, Clayton, that was pretty quick that we got a picture back. We were expecting one four or five minutes, uh, and, we, and we at least have... Very fast. Yeah, very fast and very exciting uh, for these engineers and everybody who's put so much time into this mission. Yeah, and one of the reasons they're getting these images back so quickly is that in addition to InSight flying through space, it was actually trailed by two uh, pretty brand new revolutionary uh, pieces of technology called Cube Satellites, CubeSats, or MarsCo, they called them. And these uh, satellites uh, were able to basically track in real time InSight as it landed and relay all of that information back. Uh, they're also helping relay some of these images we're seeing now. So that's why uh, they're coming back so fast. And if you look at that image, uh, it's a fairly plain looking landscape, and that is by design. Uh, you know, from a geologic standpoint, if you're a geologist, you usually want to go where the action is. You want to go where there are canyons, where there are big rocks, where there are things to study, where water might have flowed. Uh, this is the exact opposite. They wanted a flat area where they could. Uh, easily do something that they've never done before, which is to take that arm on the lander there, and it will actually, in the coming days and weeks, uh, will pick the experiments up off of the deck there and put them down on the surface. So they wanted as few rocks as possible, as few obstacles as possible, and in fact, here at JPL, they have a spot where uh, they will very closely study the landing zone. They'll get 3D pictures of the ground. They'll look all around with the two cameras that are on board. And they will recreate the landing site here on Earth in order to figure out the best spot to put all of these instruments, David. We're getting a better sense of what this image is. It may not look like a lot to you, but it's 
great stuff for these engineers. That is the horizon of Mars, of where they have landed. And then they believe it's some debris. It's some debris that could have gotten on the lens or was still floating uh, in the thinner atmosphere mm -hmm. there in Mars. Uh, before we go, and, and we're going to wrap this up since we have now seen the first image, I want to talk just one more second about those CubeSats, which uh, you just mentioned. Uh, because these are the size of a briefcase. This is the future of satellites. Uh, we're going to geek out a little bit here, Clayton. Um, they are just passing by, but they're the ones who transmitted this picture. Um, but that's the future of what we're going to see with space travel, are these small little satellites that can travel hundreds of thousands of miles. That's right. They didn't know whether these things were going to work. They, the mission is not dependent on these CubeSats. They made that very clear. Uh, but basically, uh, what they got, this, this was gravy. <laughs> they, these things worked. They worked exactly how they were supposed to. Uh, so now, like, like you said, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of them. All right. And you've mentioned a lot of the science here. In essence, uh, drill down into the surface of Mars. We want to know the temperature. We want to know whether there's seismic activity, whether there's any rattling, shaking, earthquakes, and also how thick the crust is and what is inside of Mars. I mean, this is the first time we're really going to get a sense well, of right. what's in that core of Mars. Right, and I'll give you, I'll give you my one uh, Mr. Wizard uh, moment here with my props. Uh, one of the things that they're going to be studying, and I've got two eggs, one is hard-boiled and one is raw. So one of the other experiments that's on this lander is they're going to measure uh, radio signals from the lander going back to Earth, and they'll be able to measure the wobble of Mars. Now, this is kind of what I'm going to show you here. This is, uh, this is a raw egg. You see how it spins? And I'm spinning this hard-boiled egg with the same amount of force. You see how much faster it spins. So basically, uh, they are going to see how Mars spins, and that will be able to tell them uh, whether the core is liquid or solid or some combination thereof, uh, but that's how they're going to do it. I think it's actually, you know, we think about the rovers that we've seen such spectacular pictures. They've picked up samples, they've tested samples. It seems like with each mission, we learn a bit, a little bit more about this planet and its history. A little bit more, and uh, even in uh, upcoming missions, the Mars 2020 mission is actually going to be a sample return mission. So they'll actually send a rover to Mars. It'll run around on the, the surface. It'll collect samples, much like we did on the moon. And then eventually, those samples will be uh, brought back to Earth for study. Uh, pretty fun to be there, Clayton, today. It, you know, it is very cool. I actually, the first landing I covered here was in 1997, showing my age, for the Pathfinder landing. And it's always, it's always an exciting time. There were probably uh, three or 400 invited guests that were here a while ago. So there's a watch party. Uh, everybody's very excited. Everybody wants this to succeed. And uh, yeah, the mood is, has been great. I mean, like I said, they were nervous, but they were optimistic that they were going to be able to pull it off. And they did. As we should say, and we have not mentioned this so far, such a great success. Half of these missions have failed, so another success goes into the column for NASA. Clayton, thank you very much for uh, your coverage there at the uh, Jet Propulsion Laboratory in California. We want to thank Maggie Rooley for her efforts at the planetarium. And let me give you the last words we've gotten from NASA. Uh, the, they say the vehicle, InSight, is happy. It's not complaining. So they're not getting any signals that something is wrong with InSight as it sits on the surface of Mars. And they called the landing and this whole mission so far flawless. They said it has been a perfect scenario. Very good news for NASA. Very good news for space exploration. 
The probe InSight is on the surface of Mars, ready to start doing a lot of science. I'm David Curley in Washington. We thank you for joining us. Hope you enjoyed our landing on Mars.